not only that, but some of them were bold enough to make certain comments, wow. such as, you know, you won't, you know, you're not going to make it. The average person your age doesn't make it. Or, you know, you're not going to make it because of this, like pointing out specifics. Mm. That would fuel me so much. I would use that as fuel to, to get after it even harder. Mm -hmm. And it would make me put targets. I, at my left, one of our, our, our favorite, uh, my favorite mentors, speakers out there, he talks about how he would constantly have a target in business mm -hmm. and i would do the same thing if somebody talked bad about me or didn't believe in me especially in business i would write their name down sometimes i would even have a picture of them and wow. i would literally tell myself you know what i'm gonna beat your numbers bro like I'm, yeah. I'm gonna beat your numbers to the point where my actions do all the talking yeah it didn't take long before i started surpassing people in my office people yeah. that had been there for for years and honestly man that feeling Fuck, bro. That, I, that was the best feeling ever. Welcome to the Blitz Seekers Podcast. Our podcast is intended to inspire people to discover their true purpose and follow their bliss. We're on every major platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Please make sure you like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast and please enjoy the show. My very first month, anyone else would have seen in entrepreneurship, when people experience ad adversity, you can see it as one of two things. You can see it as things happening for you or things happening to you. Mm -hmm. Most people will see it as things happening to you, not for you. Yeah. I saw it as, okay, this is a sign that I should keep going, mm -hmm. not a sign that I shouldn't keep going. Right. So I I used that as fuel. I said, you know what? This is the anniversary trying to yeah. you know, keep me from my purpose. Yeah. Some people like stub their toe and they're like, oh, this... My friend said, no, this is a sign that it's not for me. Right, you know I mean? yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it just, it's just, it's just your whole life story. If people watch this, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like it, with what you went through, always starting early, always overachieving, always recognizing the opportunity, being humble at 12 years old, working in the fields. Like, I mean, and then now a car accident where literally like you could have died. Like, I mean, it's, it's just almost like the next step, the next transition in your life. Right. Right. Like nobody wishes a car accident, but it's like, man, if I can make it through all this, like this is nothing. 100%. It's preparing you for something. Yeah. Definitely. No, yeah, I said this, sure. there has to be a reason that mm -hmm. this, all this is happening yeah. to me. It's not just a coincidence. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you got your license. You got in this crazy car accident where you decided to get to know a tree very well. <laughs> well, your car did, right? right? And your car didn't like that, but you're okay. And what happened after that? After that, we went all in. We went all in. I knew I had to... I was stepping into an industry where young people are not meant to succeed. Mm -hmm. It's very, very limited, a small percentage of people that actually get to win an industry like mine because we have that whole age gap mm -hmm. that whole it, it becomes a factor i remember i used to question myself thinking well are people gonna listen to an 18 year old about financial topics are 40 50 year olds who are doctors engineers going to give me the time of the day right are they going to question me when they're in front of me what am i going to say and i i remember one of my mentors told me at the very beginning of my business, this person told me, you need to get so damn good that people have no choice but to listen to you. Mm -hmm. So I did everything that it took. I, I spent the next three and a half years after that 
mastering my craft. I would hit the books. I would spend every single day at the office. I was the type of the type of trainee that would I bought myself an air mattress years ago. So, so I bought myself an air mattress and I didn't want to go to my comfort zone, which was home. Right. I hated going to my comfort zone. So I bought myself an air mattress. I would sleep in the office every single day. Wow. Wake up. I needed to shower. So I got myself a gym membership mm-hmm. and the gym was about two streets away from, from our office. So that's where I would shower. I would mm-hmm. get my workout and shower back to the office, air mattress, 24 seven. That's all I was doing. I no partying, no, um, yeah, I'm not going to say I wasn't going on dates and you know, yeah, I had a private life myself, but my priority was my business. Right. I, I needed to, I couldn't, to be honest with you guys, I couldn't, I didn't even feel comfortable going back home, looking at my mom in the, in the eyes. I couldn't really have a conversation with, even though a lot of the time I, I, I was so used to being able to have a conversation with her, but I couldn't because I felt Again, it, it takes me back to that part of our conversation from earlier that I didn't feel like I was doing enough. Right. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if you guys. I'm sure you guys have gotten yeah. that feeling before. Of, yeah, for sure. Man, like like you're talking to me, and there was times where I would pick her up so she wouldn't have to drive to back home, and she would tell me how tired she was. And I I appreciated her being open with me, but at the same time, it hurt me. Yeah. It hurt me because I felt man. It's up to me to be able to put them in a position where she's not working that much anymore. So that's a big reason why I kind of distanced myself from home a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not because I wanted to be away from them, but because I knew I had to I had to, I had to work hard for this yeah. if I wanted to make it work. Yeah, you had a mission. So had a mission. you were sleeping in the office, uh, showing up every single day. I mean, and did you rise up the ranks quickly? I uh, wouldn't say quickly. I would say... I would say it took it, it took some work. It took some work and some time. Mm-hmm. And th- there's a saying in in uh, not just in our business, but I think in entrepreneurship. I think if you want to master something, they say you got to spend either ten years or ten thousand hours. hours. Yeah. And so I thought to myself, well, I don't have ten years to wait. So let me get after it with these hours. Let me spend the most yeah. amount of time, you know, doing that. And so I I was always very again. It takes me back to being an underdog. I was in an office where individuals were twice my age they were twice my age so i felt like i needed to prove myself i would walk into the room and i would feel them looking at me a certain way not only that but some of them were bold enough to make certain comments such as you know you won't you know you're not gonna make it the average person your age doesn't make it or you know you're not gonna make it because of this like pointing out specifics Mm. that would fuel me so much i would use that as fuel to to get after it even harder. Mm-hmm. And it would make me put targets. I, at my lab, one of our, our, our favorite, uh, my favorite mentors, speakers out there, he talks about how he would constantly have a target in business. Mm-hmm. And I would do the same thing. If somebody talked bad about me or didn't believe in me, especially in business, I would write their name down. Sometimes I would even have a picture of them and wow. I would literally tell myself, you know what? I'm going to beat your numbers, bro. Like I'm, yeah. I'm going to beat your numbers to the point where my actions do all the talking. Yeah. It didn't take long before I started surpassing people in my office, people yeah. that had been there for, for years. And honestly, man, that feeling, fuck, bro. That, I, that was the best feeling ever. Yeah. It was the best feeling okay. ever. I don't know if you watch MMA. It just made me think about like those punching bags with their um, <laughs> opponent's face on it yeah. and their training in those bags. That's, that's I should have done, yeah. done that. I should have done that. Yeah, literally. That's yeah. uh, that was a, that was a good 
good experience being able to feel like an underdog, but being able to bounce out of that mm-hmm. and being able to, I think it's, it's, if it's really good to have people that don't, that don't believe in you because then you have some people to prove wrong. You have those people that you need to prove right, mm-hmm. but then you have the people that you need to prove wrong. Right. And those, man, for whatever reason, that feels proving people wrong feels even better than proving the people that believe in you right. right. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah. And I feel like it goes back to the love that you have for your family, your parents. That's enough purpose for you to keep going. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. no matter no, that's what a great point, too. Joe. Actually, I think um, she just basically sh- uh, that's your why. Yeah. That's always been your why since you were 12, basically, or even probably sooner than that. But they always say that if you want to do anything great, you have to be motivated by a huge why, like a big reason. And it has to make you emotionally, like your why has to make you cry. So whether you realize it or not, like Joe said, you had a huge heart for your family. Obviously, you were blessed with leadership and vision and and this like drive that most people don't have, especially young people. But you also had the why. Because if there wasn't that drive, your parents were like successful. I mean, they're successful. But if they were like, didn't need money, they only worked a few hours a day, you probably wouldn't have had that, oh my God, I need to go out there and make it happen for my parents. You know 100%. what I mean? If you weren't in the east side of Salinas and you lived in a very nice area, you might be like, well, I don't need to work so hard in school to get out of here. I like where I'm at. You know what I mean? Right. So. That was a great point, Joe. Like that was truly your why, you know, and you had a why since such a young age that there was no other reason but to succeed. hundred percent. Does that make sense? So what would you tell any young people, especially young Latinos, maybe that are not living in a good area and maybe, maybe they feel like, you know, there's no hope or what advice would you give someone, um, in the same situation or just just a young latino or latina or any young person period uh you know to to be successful to be able to get out of it like what would what would you tell them if someone was asking you how how do i do it how do i get out of it okay so advice that um i would say that i would give young young people young latinos i think in general is number one is uh degas it you you gotta don't don't give a shit about people and what they gotta say people are always gonna have opinions whether you do something their way or your way Mm -hmm. so there's something that i started very recently i started captioning a lot of my posts being 100 percent unapologetically you Mm -hmm. a lot of the time we try to be somebody that somebody that other people want us to be or that society wants us to be and it's really hard to try and and try to snap out of that because sometimes that becomes your new reality. Your beliefs become your reality. So if you believe that you need to be a certain character or a certain person to please other people, that's going to become your reality. And next thing you know, you're going to step into a zone of unknown where you can't even go back to the person that's inside of you, who you really are. Right. So number one is, again, degas it. Like, don't, don't give a shit what people have to say. Like, people are going to talk regardless. Doesn't matter. Keep doing you. There's... There's going to be a lot of learning stones that you're going to experience, but you're not going to know if something's going to be the, if a path is going to be the right path for you to follow, unless you try it out. Mm -hmm. If somebody, a lot of the time, people's opinions are based on their, on, on their point of views, based on their own beliefs that sometimes the wrong people pass down, pass down to them. Mm -hmm. If I try to pass to other people down the beliefs that some of the beliefs that my parents passed to me, some of the beliefs that my grandparents passed to me. To be honest, it, it, I, I know for a fact that it would be the wrong advice. It would probably not be the best advice to get them to the next level. So number one, again, would be degas it. 
Number two, I would say shoot shoot for everything that everything that you really wanted to go for as a kid. Dream again like a kid. I think sometimes as as we're growing older, we forget we forget what we used to dream about. When let's take it back when when we were six, seven, eight years old. And our teachers, our parents would tell us we could be anything that we ever wanted to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can be this, you can be that. And we're thinking big. See, we're the mind of a of a child is going to believe everything that you tell them. But what happens within time? As time goes by, as a once you start stepping into the real life, so many people have been have been trained to think a certain way or have so many limited beliefs. That when you ask for their opinion or you talk about your goals and dreams, they put yours down because they gave up on theirs. Mm -hmm. And it's really, it's really sad to see that. See, there was times where when I hit, you know, when I, when I was growing up, when I turned 18, 19, and I would talk about goals and dreams to certain people, certain family members, including they would put those goals and dreams down. They would they would tell me I'm dreaming, that it's mm -hmm. impossible, that what am I thinking, etc. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time, even teachers would say stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so you need to be able to understand that there, when somebody gives you a limited belief, opinion, their, their, their beliefs are based on what they believe in themselves, mm -hmm. not in what they believe you can do. Mm -hmm. So people have to understand that because a lot of the time when I talk to people... And sometimes they, they tell me, hey, Brian, I, I used to want, I used to, it's always used to, I used to want to do this. I used to want to do that. What happened? Yeah. What happened? You know? They're basically saying I failed when they say that. Literally. That's exactly what's happening. It's uh, because they give a shit. They gave a shit. But yeah. other people. They gave a shit. Exactly. Yeah. Like other people's opinions shouldn't matter more than your own opinions. You're, yeah. why would you want to be living somebody else's, you're basically living somebody else's life mm -hmm. that, that shouldn't be the way things are. You you need to pursue your your own your own purpose. Nobody but you need to matter in the pursuit of your the best version of yourself. But here's the thing. They they say that that most people don't don't get around to getting buried to their you know in their 60s. You guys have probably heard this yeah, quote. They die young. They die young. Yeah, they die mm -hmm. they die what in their 20s because their goals and dreams die with them. Right. Mm -hmm. That's so many people nowadays, but to be honest, we just you just can't let that be you mm -hmm. you can't let that be you so that would be a second a third one a third tip of advice would be you gotta you gotta learn to be around people that are going to be straight up with you pick and choose who you have around you your surroundings your your the group the people that the people that you're allowing in your circle are feeding you certain information that information it's either information that's going to grow you or it's going to keep you there and so it's very key to have people that are going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Mm -hmm. So many people nowadays want to have people that are going to tell them what they want to hear, what what sounds like music to their ears. Although that's not what's going to make you grow. What's going to make you grow is having somebody tell you the shit that you need to hear. Mm -hmm. Hey, this is where you're fucking up. This is what you need to do. Hey, you shouldn't be doing that. Hey, no, you don't. Like, for example, there, I, I, I had a conversation with my, with, I have a fitness trainer now. I had a conversation with him. My very first conversation with him was, was oh, his name is Mario, great fitness trainer, by the way. And 
I let him know, hey, I need you to be transparent. When I'm fucking up, let me let me know I'm fucking up. Mm-hmm. If I'm not doing something right, let me know. If I'm overweight, tell me I'm overweight, right? Don't don't beat around the bush. Tell me I look great. No, tell me what I need to hear. So many people. What's the point of of having him tell me that I look great? That I'm that I'm very close to my goals. If I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm gonna believe it, and I'm gonna keep doing the same things that I'm already doing right now, which mm-hmm. obviously are not in alignment with the outcome that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. So people need to have people around them that are going to be willing to be. And to be honest, most people can't take it nowadays. Yeah, I was about to say that most people won't be able to handle that. They won't. They, they will. They will crumble. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, they'll yeah. crumble, and it, and it, and it's sad. It's sad because. That's what's going to make them grow. You staying in your comfort zone, that's not going to grow you. Yeah. You stepping out of it, that's what's going to take you to the next yeah. level. Uh, or at least they'll take it too personal. You know what I mean? And they'll take offense to it, right? Exactly. But uh, yeah, that, that's powerful. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, honestly, if all the, not even young people, just anybody out there can take those three tips that you gave them, I think that would make a huge, huge difference. When did you learn that you're the type of person that needs it straight up? And I need you to tell me how it is and I can take it. When did you learn that? Well, it goes back to it goes back to knowing that I don't have time to waste. There, there's no time to waste. If if people are telling me what I want to hear instead of what I need to hear, that's just gonna delay the process of me succeeding or, or of me being able to find the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. That's just gonna delay that process. So I remember at the very beginning of my of my of my business journey my entrepreneurship uh, journey i opened up the doors for my mentors to be 100 percent transparent to me i i let them know hey you guys have obviously been somewhere where i want to be so if i want to get there i need you to tell it to me the way it needs to be said say it raw to me let me know exactly what i'm fucking up on right don't don't beat around the bush if you need to cuss cuss if you need to express yourself a certain way express yourself a certain way but I, I, I learned it at a very early stage, I would say. I think I had to, it even goes back to when I started working in the fields. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, if I'm not doing something something the right way, well, it's kind of pointless, right? right. I, I don't want people talking in the background. I want people telling me. And to be honest, when you accept people being able to be transparent with you, it's it can get scary because you can get lonely. If you want people that are transparent with you, or that means you're willing to be transparent and straight up with people. But again, like you mentioned, not everybody can take it. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can take it. So what do people choose to do? Since nowadays, most people prefer to be liked. What do people prefer to do when when they don't like that you're being too straight up with them? They distance themselves right. from you. So that has a big role with now, if you look at my group of friends, I have a small group of friends. Yeah, A small group of friends. Why? Because it goes back to that. Most people can't take. Mm-hmm. the directness yeah. so again at an early age is when i that's awesome and by the way you don't need a huge group of friends like you, you don't said, you just need a small group of powerful associations like but it's very important like associations you were talking about is a key right you hang out with five you know drug addicts you'll probably end up being number six you right. hang out with five millionaires you'll probably end up being number six like whatever you know what i mean it's, it's consciousness is contagious so that's amazing so well, we, <laughs> I'm just blown away by your mindset, you know, your your work ethic, like the way you think. And I know 
you've also been molded by your your current company and, and the business you're in so let's talk about that let's talk about your journey your accomplishments maybe some things that you learned some things that made you better right and where you're headed uh with your current company so let's talk about that now. yeah definitely um okay so a couple things uh you you learned so th- the biggest thing i learned was how to not act my age mm-hmm. i needed to again in my industry i had to learn to I had to learn to act older to make it my new reality that I was not going to sit in front of these individuals and give them anything less than what they're expecting. If they're expecting somebody to have the brain of a 35-year-old financial professional, that's what I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. And whatever whatever it's going to take for me to get there, I'm going to become that. So... Again, it wasn't easy. I had to, I remember my very first appointment teaching financial literacy to an older qualified appointment was with an accountant. Wow. I was, I was shitting breaks, man, to go on to that <laughs> appointment. I'm not going to lie. I was shitting breaks. I mean, to me, I, at that point, I felt like, man, an accountant. Wow. Like, yeah. you know, that, the title just scared you. The right? title scared me completely. So I appreciate what my mentor did for me, which it, it was strategically done. But what my mentor did was he was supposed to do that appointment with me and he called like five minutes before the appointment was going to start. And this was before the Zoom area was in person appointment. And he said, Hey, I can't make an emergency came up. You got to knock it out. I said, what do you mean? Like, how, what do you, how do I do this? What are you, what are you talking about? He said, you've seen enough. I think you'll do a great job. Did that appointment. I, you know, I chose faith over fear and the appointment went great. That person ended up becoming a client yeah. and see, Fear that fear was self self imposed. Yeah, it was false. It, it was false. It, it, you know, what is uh, what does fear stand for? False evidence appearing mm-hmm. real. Mm-hmm. And so after that appointment, I told myself, you know what, I brought value to the table. If I could do it with this person, then I could do it with everyone else. And if we really think about how many people are are lacking financial literacy, there's so many people lacking yeah. financial literacy. So your again, I I was thinking that. These engineers, doctors, police, although they're very smart people, they're very smart at what they do. Right. A lot of them are not necessarily smart at the money topic, the mm-hmm. money conversation. So when I would start teaching them financial literacy, financial topics, financial rules of money, I would I would see them pay so much attention. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, wow, okay, I, my age was just a number. After I learned, mastered my craft, nobody asked me for my age. Nobody asked me for my age. So I would say that was a very, that was probably one of the first things that I learned some, you know, being able to, being able to act in older age, seem old. I obviously started dressing differently. I didn't know how to dress professionally in the beginning. Uh, I think in the beginning of my business, I, I was, I looked like a quinceañera boy, literally. Yeah. <laughs> I had to, I had to change that up of course. Yeah. But now we dress a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So what are some accomplishments you've achieved in your in your entrepreneurship journey. some some accomplishments i would say uh okay so when i right when i turned 20 uh very was it my first second month that i turned 20 um i money's not everything but it does make a difference of course especially when you come from a you know a family that doesn't have a lot of it yeah and my my second month after i turned 20 i made my very first ten thousand in a month nice and net that felt awesome yeah. i thought to myself Hold up. None of my family members make that kind of money. Yeah. None of the teachers that didn't believe in me in college made a, made that kind of money. 
So it made me feel really good. It made me feel like I was going somewhere and it made me feel like I had, it made me feel like I had a purpose. It also made me feel like I had a story to be able to provide for other young entrepreneurs. Yeah. Because after that, people started out, Brian, you made 10,000 in a month. Yeah. Like I want to follow you everywhere. Yeah. Right. And so that, that was a, that was, that was a very big accomplishment. I mean, after that, probably my other, uh, the next biggest accomplishment accomplishment that meant the world to me was qualifying as the youngest broker in the whole company that's amazing that yeah. was that okay. was something that i was shooting for for a long since i started in the business yeah. I, I have a funny story for this so there in our office there's pictures of the current brokers right and then there's a there's there's a there's an empty one with a piece of paper that that's asking who's next mm-hmm Call it cockiness, call it confidence. Right. I printed out a picture of myself <laughs> and I and I placed it there. A lot of people had negative things to say about it. Uh, but guess what? Not only was I the next one to qualify as a broker, but I I hit my goal to qualify as the youngest broker in the whole company. Wow. Company of I don't know how many licensed agents there's now, it keeps growing, but probably close to like eighty thousand licensed yeah. agents or something like that. And Imagine that. So being able to qualify as the youngest broker, it just, it, it just, it just realigned me with my goals, with my dreams. It got me closer to, to. I know it got me closer to becoming the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. So that was part, probably a, a huge accomplishment. There was a lot of adversity between, between when I started in the company and then. So that was one of the moments that. You know, I think as as men, sometimes we don't want to show emotion, mm-hmm. but that was probably one of the moments where, you know, tears did come out of my eyes. And, you know, I think you, anytime you have a big ac- accomplishment, you look back and you think of everything it took to get there. So yeah. it, it gets you a little bit emotional sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand I'm, I'm in the same industry. I did also achieve a broker position, but I understand how difficult it is for the young, the younger folks. And the fact that you did that. The youngest ever. I mean, I'm not shocked after hearing your story, but it's still an accomplishment. You know what I mean? And it's still something you can always hang your hat on. Like, right. you can take that with you until maybe someone else comes in and does it in 19 or whatever. <laughs> but that's how it goes, right? But for now, you hold the record, right? Right, right now, you're the record holder. So after that, like, like where's your... So another thing, so financial education, you mentioned that. How important was it for you to get that financial education at the age that you did? Can you talk about that too? It was, yeah, it was definitely very important. Uh, so my very first, one of the things that our company does provide is training from A to Z. Mm-hmm. Training from A to Z, great mentorship. And my very first training appointment was actually in my mom. So once I got to see that overview that I mentioned earlier in our conversation, I, the first thing I thought to myself was my family. Okay, the they are the ones that need it the most. They don't have it. My parents went through bankruptcy. They went through all these stages in you know their life that we consider financial crisis because of the lack of financial literacy. So first thing I did is I picked up the phone. We have scripts for that, but the first thing I did was I, I called my mom and I said, hey, I need you to sit in front of my mentor, my trainer. This guy has something to show you. He has something to teach you and it's gonna be valuable information. So on that first appointment, my mom brings her brings her current services that she had through her job. She had her retirement 401k through her job. She had a, a life insurance through her job. And it was one of the most emotional moments in my life because 
she knew nothing about her current plans like most people, right? Since uh, you're also in this industry, Isaac, so you so you know you know how many people are lacking that financial literacy yeah. and don't really know how their plans work. Yeah, like ninety nine percent of people, literally. And my mom obviously was uh, was no exception. So that's when she found out almost 10 years later that she had lost half of her retirement money in her 401k. Wow. She didn't find she, out to that she appointment. She didn't find out to that appointment. Yeah. So <laughs> you, were, you were going to say something? I was just going to say, I mean, I don't want to interrupt you, but the same thing happened to me. When I had my first training point was my parents and my mom had lost a lot of money. And well, actually none of us knew. My mom knew she was losing money, but she didn't realize how much until we did that appointment. Wow. Which is crazy. And now my parents are retired in Hawaii and their income has doubled in retirement thanks to the products that that company has put in place for them almost 10 years ago. Wow, that's that's yeah. amazing, man. But anyways, go back to your mom. So oh, your mom's definitely. realizing she's losing, she lost over half. Right, so she's realizing that. Uh, she also wanted to to pull out some money because, again, the medical bills from yeah. the accident, etc. And she found out that if she pulled out whatever amount she pulled out, at that time she wanted to pull out about 40000 So she, if she pulled out 40000 about... 19,000 of that money was going to go to Uncle Sam. Right. Mm -hmm. Penalties, taxes, state taxes, federal yeah. taxes. So imagine somebody that just found out they lost half of their money in, in 2008, 2009 due to the market. And now if they pull out whatever amount of money they pull out, which they kind of pretty much need. Yeah, they have no choice. They have no choice. Now half of that money is going to go to the government. So, of course, it's going to make people feel uncomfortable, including myself. I'm there taking notes, but I kind of froze for a moment. I'm just thinking to myself, wow, like that is a lot of money. That's right. so, so many. The first thing I, I that came to my mind was the 16-hour shifts. Yeah. I'm like, shoot. You realize okay. how hard she worked to earn that. A hundred percent. And it was just wiped out because of lack of financial education and the wrong vehicle. Perhaps. Exactly. And so that, you know, being able to see a problem but then also being able to see how not only did they educate her for free, but at the same time, they were going to be able to upgrade her financial portfolio at no cost. Right. That was the best part. I, I I think one of the questions my mom asked at that time was, well, you know, how much are you guys going to charge me for this? Yeah. Right. We And being able to hear my mentor, my trainer say, well, hey, it's complimentary. It's complimentary. That was the best feeling ever. Right. Yeah. That's when the business went from my head to my heart. Right. I thought to myself, you know what? If I'm going to be bringing about this feeling to other people, to other families, I'm 100% all in. Yeah. And that was one of probably about three different situations where that business went from my head to my heart. That's awesome. So, you know, I mean, it's funny. We share the same story with our mothers and working so hard. I mean, my mom wasn't working in a labor job, but she worked very hard at a tech job and was Hispanic female, never complained, long hours, was paid half of what all the other engineers were paid. She wasn't even an engineer. They just, she worked there so long that they just said, okay, you're an engineer. You know more than these young kids that are coming in getting starting at double what you're making, but you need to train them. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. So I, I, I understand. Like I, I, I feel you on that one. Right. So, you know, now you're, you're a top, you're, you're the youngest bro. You're still probably the youngest broker in the company. Right. I uh, hopefully, yeah, <laughs> but records are meant to be broken. So right. I mean. Right. But so far you hold it. Right. And, um, so now where's your organization headed? Um, you know, where, you know, 
where can are you looking for people are you guys expanding if anybody out there is watching this and they want to maybe join you on that entrepreneurial journey they want to also get a financial education talk about that yeah, so I think uh, the organization is just going to keep growing. The team is just going to keep growing. I, at the beginning when I started, it was about simply financial literacy and how many people can I personally educate, how many people can I bring the message to. Uh, but of course, within time, it became more of a why not develop a team because I, I'll be able to reach a lot more people that if I didn't build a team, I wouldn't be able to reach otherwise. And so... We're at a stage where the vision is big, man. We're going to all 50 states. Right now, I'm licensed in 16 different states. So the goal is to go into all 50 states. Mm -hmm. And So I have a question. Go for it. Do you have to get a license? Do you have to take a test for every state? Yes, every state requires... No, not every state. I'm sorry. So you're a resident state, but then you can get a non-resident license if you choose to... But you don't have to take a test for it. So wow, you can get that's a, awesome. It's, so yeah. you can get licensed in every state. You just have to take one test... And you can actually get licensed for almost everything. Exactly. States. They charge you a small fee, obviously, per, yeah. per state. Uh, but, I mean, it, it, yeah. it works out really good. And yeah. Well, I was in real estate and, uh, you know, I have a California real estate license still. Mm -hmm. But my California real estate license does not work in any other state. So, this your, the, your license, once you pass that one, one state, you can actually be licensed in all 50 states. Exactly. Which That's is, amazing. It's pretty, yeah. it's pretty awesome. It yeah. makes everything uh, easy. And now with the Zoom era, it's a lot easy, easier to expand and to be able to develop other, other individuals, other, other um, you know, leaders within our company because we're, we don't have to fly from one state to another, mm -hmm. one city to another to be able to meet with our not only clients but also our, our agents. So a lot of people are taking opportunity to that. Not only because of that, but people want something that they could do from home, yeah. right? Nobody, nobody likes the traffic. No, you know, mm. now everything with COVID is going, it's soon to be back yeah. to normal. So, you know, we we're in right now we're in Silicon Valley. You know how traffic gets around here. Oh yeah. It's, it's already getting pretty bad again. Actually, I don't drive in traffic, but I heard <laughs> <laughs> exactly the right. benefit of working from home or having your own business, right? hundred percent. So it's funny that you mentioned Zoom era. <laughs> Like I realized, yeah, it is a Zoom era. It is, yeah. Yeah, we're even doing virtual Zoom podcasts, so it, exactly, yeah. it is a Zoom era for us as well. And there you go, yeah. So Zoom is definitely making it making it a lot easier, and a lot of people want to be a part of something that they can do around their own schedule, something mm -hmm. that they can fit in, whether they have five hours to invest into their business opportunity, or they want to take it on part time, or they want to transition into something that they're actually passionate about. Most people out there. If you really dig deep, they'll let you know how unsatisfied they are with their current job or their current career. Yeah. What I noticed is a lot of people either, a lot of people are in look for more time or more money. It's rare when people have both, mm -hmm. a lot of money and a lot of time. Right. So when they see a vehicle where they can accomplish both of those, it makes them it makes them tempted. Mm -hmm. And what I would have to say to people that want to try something new is it's not going to be easy. Entrepreneurship is not easy. Don't expect it to be easy. If somebody tells you it is, it's obviously they're, they're lying. It's not going to be easy. But if you have the right company, if you have the right mentorship and the right type of training, there's no doubt in my mind that they can win. Yeah. So uh, I was going to mention this to you uh, earlier, but I guess I'll mention it on the podcast. Like I have a newfound respect for our company because um you know it's a very low entry cost you get mentors that already have been successful just kind of holding your hand all the way through and by the way it's not easy like you said it's just uncomfortable I, actually i think it's pretty easy 
the the business is not hard it's not working in the field that's hard it's simple yeah that's hard working in the field what you did that's difficult right teaching people about financial education you know attending meetings training people that's not hard right it's just it can be uncomfortable it can you know you have to grow as a person right but I, i have a new respect because you know when i started this business here it's you know it's costs a lot of money right i have no mentors teaching me anything you know we're all having to figure it out on our own right um we're still doing well right but i i feel like man if people only understood the power of having a mentor who's super successful or not even successful just teaching you what to do right low startup costs being able to profit within the first basically sale or client that you have right it's just it's there's nothing out there like that so i i just wanted to mention that right and uh, are are you expanding right now? Are you looking for some people? Oh yeah, no, we're always expanding. There's always a need for financial literacy. There's at the moment there's not too many agents to cover the demand. So we're looking to obviously train new people and help them potentially build even their own agencies. A hundred percent of the time. So if people um, obviously uh, are looking for that, they can always reach out to me. Yeah. Add me on social media. Too. Where can they find you? Let them know. Yeah. So my social media is Brian R Avila. So that's how they can find me on uh, on Instagram. That's probably the best. Uh, okay. You know, nowadays is the new, the new Facebook. Yeah, so. exactly right. <laughs> Facebook's for the older people like me, the 40, 50 year olds. <laughs> I'm just you kidding. You don't even look forty, man. I know uh, it's funny. Are you really forty? I'll be. I'm forty three. Forty three. I'll crazy, be forty four this year, by the way. I was thinking you were like 32, 33. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. Right? Yeah. No, uh, everybody thinks I, I look super, super young, but it's okay. Um, but anyways. <laughs> No, so find them. We'll actually leave it in the description below. By the way, if you guys are enjoying this podcast, please make sure you hit that like button. If you're new, welcome. Subscribe and make sure you hit that notification bell because it'll let you know when we have new videos. So, Brian, man, you're a stud. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, anything else you want to say before we move over to the final segment of our podcast? Uh, no, I mean, I think uh, everything's flowing pretty good. I think uh, hopefully we're adding value to the people that are hearing this. And, yeah. you know, hopefully they're sticking it through. Oh, Thanks. definitely. If, <laughs> it, definitely you are adding value. If, if you've made it this far, I know you have. If you have, please leave it in the comments below. Tell us what you're learning. Tell tell Brian how awesome or, or not awesome, even whatever. Just let us know, right? <laughs> you have any questions? Yeah, any questions or whatever. Send them. Um, but anyways, uh, you're a stud, man. Like, uh, and, uh, you know, you talk, we talked about podcasts and stuff like that. Definitely. This could be part of your lane. I have no doubt as long with your financial business, but we, we have a world famous segment called Joe six Q's that we always finish the podcast off with. So I'm going to hand it off to Joe. She's going to ask you a couple of deep questions and then we'll wrap it up. All right. So if you were told you had 48 hours left to live, what is the first and last thing you would do? The first and last thing I would do, I think the first thing I would do would tell everybody that I love that I love them. I think that would be the very first thing that I do, uh, including telling the people that uh, that were in my life that I appreciate them, whether whether it was a bad experience or good experience, because there's always good with every bad experience as well. And I think even at this stage, I've told people before that even the people that have done me bad, that I forgive them. And you forgive people not for them, you forgive them for you, mm. right? It right. allows you to have peace of mind. It, it makes you feel free. So I I think I would tell the people I love that I love them. And again, I would, uh, I would tell the people that were in my life, whether good or bad, that uh, I appreciate them being in my life. I think that's... 
that we do. Yeah, I like what you said about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. It's a, uh, so Gandhi says the weak cannot forgive. Forgiveness is a trait of the strong, and forgiveness is a gift to yourself. There you go. I, you know what? I think I've heard of that before. Yeah. So those of you out there that are hanging on the stuff and not forgiving people, that's like you drinking the poison and expecting poison. the other person to die. So just forgive because it's for you. It's not for them. Right. It's like I liberating yourself. It's right. like freedom. Giving yourself, giving your own self freedom. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You, you hold awesome. on to things uh, a lot of the time that you shouldn't be holding on to. Mm-hmm. It's um, sometimes we tell ourselves that we're not holding on to a grudge. But if you haven't forgave that person, then technically you're still holding on to something that they that they did to you. You mm-hmm. know, and to be honest, once you realize that people people's actions, what they do, has more to do with the, them and the problems that they have going on than with you, it liberates you from from that stress, from that thought process of why they do that, that victim mentality of why they do this to me, etc. Once you understand that they they have their own troubles that they're dealing with. And I read something from How to Win Friends and Influence People, I believe it was that book, that they mentioned that you have to understand that if you were that person and you grew up the exact same way and had the exact same environment and situation going on at that exact same time, you would have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So once I once I learned that, I it changed everything for me it changed everything for me yeah something i realized that and i also said this before it's like your shoes is your shoes and my shoes is my shoes so right. if i were in your shoes i would have believed the same thing if you're in my shoes you would believe what i believe. So it's just like you know different yeah. people 100 percent, i agree with you yeah okay and then sometimes you just have everybody's shoes <laughs> right so then you got the wrong shoes like wait this yeah. is your shoes yeah. mine. sometimes your shoes smell <laughs> So get some foot spray. Sometimes you Just need kidding. new shoes. You gotta get new shoes and get rid of the old shoes. Old beliefs. Old that could yeah. be the old beliefs, right? Yeah. That's right. a that's a good way that's a good way to put it. I like yeah. that. That's fine. All right. Um how would you like to be remembered? How would I like to be remembered? I would like to be remembered as somebody who a hundred percent of the time was unapologetically himself. Didn't give a shit about what people thought about him. Didn't uh care whether his uh personal beliefs or opinions were going to have people perceive him a certain way Mm -hmm. i would like to be seen as somebody who people appreciated in their life because of his boldness and directness and transparency when it came down to anything also i would like to be perceived as a person who was always aiming to do the right thing because a lot of the that one's that one's key because a lot of the time you're put into situations where especially in business entrepreneurship, you're put into situations where you can do what's more beneficial to you or what is right ethically and morally. Mm-hmm. And there's so many situations that I, that I, that I experienced from that, but your life is going to test you. Life is going to test you. The universe is going to test you, uh, whether you believe in God or not, he's going to test you and put you in situations where you have to, you have to make a decision and that decision can make people perceive you a certain way and whether you care about what people think of you or not it's more for your own good it's yeah. more for your own good knowing that you're doing the right thing in situations like that so it's I, like when you make a decision is it are you gonna be able to sleep at night if the answer is yes then exactly cool. yeah i know and if the answer is no then it's bro step back like don't don't go down that route because yeah. then that that thought of 
I wish I wouldn't have stays with you for so long. I think there's, I think everyone has gone through situations in their life where we, where we make a decision that we didn't feel so comfortable about. And how long did we not live with that regret behind us? It took a while to let go of that regret because there's consequences to what you do a lot of the time. And sometimes you don't realize it at the moment, but eventually you realize that your your decisions had consequences and sometimes those consequences are are you know they can be pretty crazy consequences Mm -hmm. so i i would say that's that's a huge one i want people to remember me as somebody who always shot to do the right thing not what was most beneficial somebody who was transparent 100 percent of the time upon unapologetically himself and somebody who was more of a giver than a taker in this world we have givers and we have takers so many people are used to take, 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 take. When we look at our circle, we really got to identify who's the takers and who's the givers. Because if people are constantly taking from you, they're they're pouring from your own cup into their own cup, but they're never pouring into yours. Maybe those people don't belong in your life. And I just had a conversation with myself a couple years back and I chose to be a giver. I told myself, you know what? I need to give more than I take. I need to know when I leave this world that I I was not being selfish with my life. I was shooting to change other people's lives, inspire them, influence them. And that's why that's yeah, that's how I want to be remembered. I'll tell you those three those three three points. You got me speechless. Like, wait, I'm just still marinating in my head. Like, wow. I'm like, what's happening? And here? Yeah, unapologetic, okay. be yourself. I like um, that. You should make a T-shirt out of that. 100 unapologetic. Yeah. So you know what? Yeah, I, I didn't want to. Yeah, I didn't want to share because I didn't want to steal that idea. But <laughs> hey, they heard it here. Yeah. I know. Oh, it's it's patented, right? It's copyrighted. <laughs> you know what's funny? I'm actually gonna be writing a book oh, really? called 100 percent Apologetic." There so you I'm go. Giving you, guys you gotta book. come back now. You guys heard it here first. 100 percent unapologetically. Yeah. You. That's, uh, All right. When you hear the word purpose, what's the first thing that comes to mind? When I hear the word purpose, huh? What you were, what you were placed on this earth to do? I think, I think we don't really know what we were placed in this earth to do when we when we're growing up because we have so many we have so many ideas so many things that we want to be but finding your purpose to be honest i even feel like at this point i haven't fully found my overall purpose because there's passion and there's purpose there's a lot of things that you're going to be passionate about and it's so easy to confuse your passion with your purpose sometimes it's not the same thing and so like for example i know i know isaac is he's very passionate about financial services but his purpose might align more with influencing people through podcasts and right interviewing other people, etc. So one hundred percent, right? You heard it from him. Yeah. <laughs> so th- that I feel like there's so many things that I'm going to be passionate about, and I'm still at a very early early stage in my life where I'm going to continue to find other things that I'm passionate about, and I'm going to continue to find other purposeful purposeful things to do in my to do in my life i mean i i I spoke to isaac and i i informed i told him i want to start my own podcast i want to write my own book i want to do things like that because who knows i mean once i complete that that might just become my new purpose i 
feel like things change just like a lot of the time our goals change mm. sometimes our passions might you know drift a little bit or our or course correct themselves or purpose might my course correct themselves so i feel it's but it is a sense of fulfillment i think anything that gives you a sense of fulfillment becomes a part of your purpose yeah so i want to add to that so the, the reason we created this podcast is they say the the statistic is 87 percent of people don't like what they do 10 percent of people hate what they do so that means only three percent of the population actually is living their purpose or their passion right wow so to me the mission for for the bliss seekers is to move the needle right because what is life if you're not doing what you're put on the earth to do like i i feel like life is okay what am i here for once you find out what you're here for just do that for the rest of your life <laughs> right and then you get fulfillment and then the money just is attracted to you right because it's vibration right so our goal is to inspire people to find their true purpose and follow their bliss right find what you're meant with god or whatever you believe in like you said put you on this earth to do because we are spiritual beings having a human experience you came back to this earth whatever you believe you're in this earth suit to find your purpose to find out why you're here to learn that lesson to help others and then just do that for the rest of your life and be fulfilled because when you are in your purpose every day is fulfillment that's what i really love about my life now every day is fulfillment like every day is fun like when we when we do this we work and i appreciate the team i appreciate hotham i appreciate joe right because they work hard for this but we're all working hard because it's bigger than us like this is, this has nothing to do with us this is with all the people we're reaching the people we're allowing to share their story so i just wanted to share that with you and I'm, I'm excited i'm so glad that that we had you on because this kind of just happened like that kind of like your whole life just kind of just, <laughs> just things happens. just happen right there just right go with the flow but i'm glad we did but anyway so i'll, I'll hand well, it back over to you also i think it's about self-discovery you got to try so many different things to figure out what you really like a hundred percent and then even if you failed at that one thing doesn't mean you're going to fail at this thing so you have to go through your own failures because um, it teaches success. Yeah. Anyway, and failure so. is just first attempt in learning. Yeah. It's right. not a failure mm -hmm. if you learn. It's a lesson. Yeah. You know. You know what I thought when uh, when when you mentioned pur purpose, and then after uh, after Isaac mentioned his uh, you know his perspective on that as well, I I thought about something that Ed Milet mentioned a while back. It was one of my very first videos that I ever heard. I believe it's called Manifesto um, on YouTube. Manifesto: Maxing Out Your Life. At the end of that video, he talks about how at the end of your journey, the Lord, God, the universe, whoever you believe in is going to introduce you to the person that you could have become. And that person, when you get to that point, that person's going to come up to you and that person's either going to see you as an identical twin or as not an identical twin and if you're an identical twin that just means that you maxed out your life that you went after everything that you wanted to go after that you chased after your goals and dreams you made no excuses you you went after it you you pursued something bigger than bigger than you than you can imagine you you really maxed out your damn life or you're gonna be the person who is living in regret because you can't even recognize what the best version of yourself looks like mm -hmm. and it's it's crazy because that became a very big part of my journey. I that is probably my biggest fear. If I'm honest with you, that's probably mm -hmm. my people talk about what? death being their fears. My biggest fear is getting to that point and not being identical twins with the best version of myself. Mm -hmm. That's my biggest fear. 
But I feel like that aligns a lot with purpose because if you don't fulfill your purpose, it just means you don't you don't go after it. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get to that point and it's going to be scary because, shoot, hey, Brian and, you know, and, and Brian freaking best version of himself are going to meet each other. And when that moment comes, shoot, I, I want to be able to say, hey, you know what? I've been chasing after you. And that person's going to say, you know what? I've been watching you and you maxed out your freaking life. Like that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Gonna be a good feeling. Something to look forward to, right? Definitely. You're on the sure. right path, man. So just keep Appreciate going. Appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right. So what is what does following your bliss looks like for you this year? Following my bliss. What does that look like? And can you define bliss? Uh whatever excites you. Whatever excites mm-hmm. you. Okay. Gets you up in the morning kind that's, of thing. That's a good question. Um, let's see. Especially because my sleeping schedule hasn't been <laughs> that the best lately um it's weird sometimes i sleep at 10 at night sometimes at four in the morning but anyway so i would say what excites me to wake up to is i'm always looking for the next something the new something the new experience for example you never know how exciting a day is going to go for you you never know how pivotal a moment will be for you you never for example when I started having these ideas about podcasts. All of a sudden, I ran into Isaac's podcast. And next thing you know, we're on a Zoom talking about this idea of him being able to teach me the ropes of how he got started, etc. And because of that moment, now we're here. Now we're here having this conversation, which, by the way, I'm enjoying. And that was one of those moments. See, I didn't know things were going to turn out that way. But I'll, you never really know. You, you, you're one moment one person, one decision away from a total explosion in your business, from meeting a person that's going to change your business, from meeting a person that's going to change your life, meeting the love of your life, etc. You're one, you're one moment, one experience away from that. So I think just being able to understand that, it, I mean, you should be excited to wake up to wake up to life and experience something new. If you're not, then there's an issue there. That just means that you're probably not pursuing going back to your purpose you're probably not pursuing your your purpose if and you you have to have bliss to it you have to have excitement to whatever you're pursuing because if you don't it's it's going to be really hard how many people are not doing some how many people are not doing something that they dislike they're not excited to wake up to it's really freaking hard to have to pursue something you're not excited about yeah and anytime you want to do something great you have to have that passion that drive behind it cuz it takes a lot of work a lot of energy to get to that heights and if you love it or it is your purpose the energy just comes naturally you don't have to try you know what i mean 100 you still have to work don't get me wrong it's not just gonna happen you're not gonna sit on the couch and i love it and it's gonna happen but the energy to do all that it takes is gonna come easier i think um what one of the one of the quotes that i heard before by greg cap it was was the difference between your purpose and your purpose and stress is following something you love, right? The difference between your purpose and stress, bliss, right? There's excitement. Your purpose has excitement. But when you're stressed about something that you dislike, it's you're not going to wake up excited about that. Isaac was mentioning, you're not going to wake up excited. It's going to be hard to, it's going to be hard to turn that alarm clock off. It's going to be hard to, if as it is, you're not, you're not, if you're not waking up excited about something, your the rest of your day is not gonna go, is not gonna be a good day. 
It's not, see, I, I wake up excited about what I do. I wake up about knowing that I'm going to change somebody's lives. I, I wake up knowing that I'm going to get fulfillment after I, you know, achieve this outcome of, you know, transforming their lives, whether it's financially or, you know, or, or simple things like knowing that I'm going to have this podcast. I, I wake up excited because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping that whoever listens to this is going to be inspired enough to change their life or, you know, I, I have a lot of people that sometimes I've never even met, but because I've spoken in, you know, in big arenas or to big groups of people, they'll message me on social media and they'll let me know how I, how they appreciate so much that I was able to change their life. And I'm clueless of who they are, but I'm just glad that my message got to them. Mm -hmm. So I would say any kind of purpose that people are pursuing, if they're not excited about, they have to change that right away. Because again, we're, we're on borrowed time. Mm -hmm. We're on borrowed time. And most people want to pretend like they have all the time in the world. You know, um, YOLO, you only live one. Yeah, exactly. But if you live it right, then one life should be enough if you live it right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So imagine you you're having a conversation with your younger self, like that boy in your necklace, right? Mm-hmm. Your younger self. Um, what would you tell that younger self of yours? I would say to jump faster. I would say jump faster. Uh, jump faster because as when I was growing up, when this little boy that's on my necklace right now, this was the boy that had to change being just the sweet boy and learning to defend himself learning to go against what his beliefs were at that moment to survive in a sense so by jumping i mean jumping into the new version of yourself right jumping into the new version of yourself sometimes it can be scary but i like to use this analogy of a of a turtle let's think about a turtle when a turtle when a turtle wants to go from one place of the sand to another place of the sand, it needs to get his arms out, its, its, its legs out, its head out. That's when it's most vulnerable though, right? That's when it's most vulnerable. But in order to move, you have to be willing to be vulnerable. And that vulnerability is scary for so many people. So many people don't want to deal with that. They, they put so much pressure on themselves because they feel like the attack can come from anywhere if... If they're vulnerable, what are how are people going to perceive me? How they, we go into opinions? How are people going to perceive me? How what could happen if I do this? What are the consequences? Instead of just saying "fuck it," let me do it, and I'm going to put faith over fear, faith over fear. So making that jump and saying, "You know what? I'm going to put faith over fear. I know that there's that something good is going to come out of me believing in myself." So making that jump goes with believing in yourself, like just. Believe in yourself a lot freaking sooner. Believe that when you make that jump, it's going to lead to a good outcome. And I feel like if I would have done that a lot sooner, a lot because a lot of the decisions I made, I had to think twice about or I had to, you know, I spent too much time thinking about. If I would have done it a lot sooner, I feel like I would be a lot further in life right now. So that would be probably the biggest tip of advice. Just jump. Jump faster. Jump faster. It's crazy. It's a good one. This is actually the first time I ever asked this question. There you go. In hmm. all the... How many episodes we had? First, so many more to come. For some, nice. for some reason, that's a good one. Inspired me to do that. Maybe because I saw your necklace. I don't know. That's a good question. Thank you. Um, last question. What's your number one wish for the world? Number one wish to the world for the world. Uh, I want to see. I would say I want to see the world. I want to see the world change 
for the good, change for the good as a whole. So I think a lot of people want to change as individuals, but they don't want to change as a whole. So one thing that I saw growing up was a lot of people succeeding and leaving their communities and pretty much forgetting about where they came from. So if we had a lot more people succeed and come back to their communities and not necessarily, you don't have to necessarily change the world by with money, but you can change it with other resources such as your mindset. If you're able to make people think differently, then guess what? You're able to you're able to have a community of people now, a group of people that are that are that have the same thought process, you have the same mindset. So now our communities are rising up. See, we if if I choose to just leave forever and never come back to communities like where I grew up in the east side of Salinas, what's going to happen? More people are going to experience what I experienced. More people are going to go through that same that same circulation. It's just going to keep happening. Maybe I got myself out of there and I could easily say, well, shoot, that's not my problem no more, right? I got out of it myself. But I mean, what what good is that? I think that goes with that goes with reaching the best version of yourself. If you know, I am I going to feel like a good person when I get there, knowing that I could have done a lot more with the resources that I had. I feel like if a lot of people, based on the resources that they have, were to question themselves if they're doing enough for others, some people might have to question themselves maybe more than once, you know. And so I want to be a person that is able to say, you know what, I. I did good for myself, but I was able to bring other people with me along the ride. So that would be a wish, I would say, to help other people bounce out of situations like the ones I grew up in. That's nice. awesome. Give back. Yeah. Give back. Yep. Givers like and takers. Full, full circle, right? It's where 100%. you grew up and seen all these um, experiences in your environment. And you mold yourself into who you are now. And you just mean a great example. So that's awesome. 100%. Yeah. Uh Brian, uh, any last words, Joe? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, just thank you for taking the time and sharing your story and being real with us and being authentic. And, uh, you know, um, I, I believe everyone has a story and yours is uh, it's, it's a powerful one. Um, I think you're, you're going to do even more greater things. I think you're already great, but you're going to do even more greater and bigger things. And uh, your family is very proud of you to have you and uh yeah so appreciate it thank you it means thank a lot you. yeah man and uh yeah <laughs> like i mean I, I like i said i talked to you at eric's cabin and just by talking to you i mean i don't know how long we were painting there probably a couple hours right but i could tell right. that you thought differently and you're a special individual um it's crazy to think that you're only 21 <laughs> you know you're you're talking like you're like you're you're 50 but that's just an that's just an example of it doesn't you're never too young to be great or do things and you know you're you're on your way man you're on your way keep it up keep growing keep getting better like uh, like you said the 100 unapologetically yourself i love that like you need to make that a t-shirt right oh, yeah that's uh, a lot of things coming with that yeah and anything you need from me man i'm on the podcast uh, aspect you know i got you don't worry about it um and thank you thank you for for showing being on the show like uh, i i hope millions of people watch this and they get inspired and i have no doubt you're going to be doing 
all, all the big big things that you that you plan on doing and then much more do you have any last that. words uh no and, and you know what i thought you, now that you mentioned that you should actually title title this uh this uh episode 100 percent unapologetically you that would be a good there you title. go right be a good title oh, thank you no I, I appreciate you guys having me on this uh again hopefully as a as a team we're able to you know influence other people to you know do good in life and i again i appreciate you guys for your time your yes. story it's is awesome. very powerful thank you yeah for real. definitely yeah. definitely powerful well, thank you for being on the show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you're new, welcome. Please subscribe. Smash that like button. Tap that notification bell. Thank you guys again. We'll catch you in the next show. And as always, follow, follow your, your bliss. bliss. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Our goal, as always, is to become the number one podcast in the world. And uh, make sure to subscribe if you haven't done so already. And make sure you share this with three of your friends. And if you like our song, our intro song, please check out my good friend, uh, Maroni Silva's band, A Dead Desire, on YouTube. That song is called The Mantra. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. And as always, follow your bliss.